Welcome to another episode of our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Visit our website for complete collections of your favorite old-time radio series. Remember to follow us so you won't miss new releases from SolvedMystery.com. It's 9.30. Lee Masters' office, Miss Darlington speaking. Tell Lee to get down to the Met right away. The Met? The Metropolitan Opera House. Maria Del Fuego is dead. Hey, that's the opera singer. The soprano, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. She died of suffocation just before the curtain went up. The doctor there thinks it might have been murder. Goodyear presents... The Sounds of Darkness. Tire and Rubber Company, makers of passenger, truck, and tractor tires for every requirement in South Africa's farming, commerce, and industry, bring you Lee Masters, the blind detective who challenges the sounds of darkness. Tonight's Sounds of Darkness, you will hear Tony Jay as Lee Masters, James White as Johnny Bridges, and Elaine Lee as Samantha Darlington. Others in the cast are Gordon Mulholland, Patricia Sanders, George Carellin, and Hugh Rouse. Now let's join the world of Lee Masters in tonight's Sounds of Darkness, Murder Makeup. Give it to me. Oh, well, um, I was in the audience tonight, uh, just before the curtain was due to go up. Stage manager, I suppose he was, he came out of the curtains and asked if there was a doctor in the house. Those immortal words, huh? huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's the first time it's happened to me, actually. And anyway, I came around backstage, and Madame Del Fuego was in her dressing room there. And Oh, I haven't moved anything, by the way. I examined her. She was dead, and death seemed to be due to asphyxiation. But I don't see how... So that's why we were called in. Okay, Doc, stick around, will you? I want to have a look at that body. Huh? But I, I thought... That's you... right. But uh, Johnny here is my eyes. Come on, Johnny. All right, Johnny. Give it to me. 
Well, it's a bit of a mess. Her body's across the dressing table, mm-hmm. as if she just collapsed while she was making up or something. Glass on the floor. Something's been broken. Looks like a bottle or something. On the dressing table. Oh, usual stuff. All kinds of makeup. And a box of chocolates. Opened. It looks like there's just one chocolate being eaten out of it. Mm-hmm. Look, uh, just call the doctor, will you, Johnny? Sure. Doctor, uh, could you come here, please? Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, Mr. Masters. Look, uh, Doc, why don't you buy the suffocated angle? Oh, there's no evidence of strangulation, no evidence of having been smothered, and no medical history of heart spasms or any disorder that would have caused paralysis of the respiratory system. Oh, are you checked? Uh, I checked. I mm-hmm. called her family doctor... She was in perfect health, apart from her occupational hazard of being about 40, 50 pounds too fat. Mm-hmm. Then uh, how could she have died of suffocation? Oh, paralysis of the respiratory system. But uh, the $64 question is what caused the paralysis? Huh? Know anything about South American Indian poisons, Doc? Uh, no. No, I don't. Curare. Used on darts from their blowpipes. Causes paralysis. So the victim dies of suffocation. Hey, say, that would fit the bill. Yeah. It's a possibility. Well, now we have a possible theory. What we haven't got is motive. A modus operandi. And a suspect. In fact, the whole bill of goods we haven't got. So the understudy went on, Miss Harmer. That's right. Tell me, uh, how long have you been dressing Miss Del Fuego? Oh, for the last ten years. Didn't like her much, did you? Why do you say that? Your tone of voice. Tell me, uh, would the understudy have had a motive for killing her? Look, in this business, understudies are always keen to go on, but I don't think this one was that keen. Did she like Miss Del Fuego? No, she didn't. Nobody did. She was a Yeah, first... yeah, yeah. I, I get the message. You have any reason for killing her? Oh, I suppose in your book, yeah. I need money badly. She wouldn't lend me any. I know that I was in the will for a couple of grand. But you didn't do it. How? I don't even know how she died. She was poisoned. Doctors have established that. Yeah? What about the chocolates? Could could that have been how? Who sent the chocolates? Do you know? No, they, they came tonight. No card or name on them. Opening night present, you know. I don't think so. No, we've had the box analyzed. The rest of the chocolates are okay. If the murderer did put poison in only one chocolate, how did he know that she would take that one? Well, that's easy. It is? Yeah. The box she got tonight were assorted. She only liked one kind of chocolate. Cherry liqueur. That's the only one she ate. Senor Valero, isn't it? Uh, si, senor, that's right. Uh-huh. Ah, my poor Maria. Always, I say, she sings like an angel. And now. You liked her? Eh, nobody liked her. She's a terrible woman. Ah, but the voice of an angel. Ah, I am so sorry about my cruel little joke now. Yeah? What was that? The chocolate. I sent her the box of chocolate. I know that she likes them very much. But she's on a strict diet. 
It was very cruel of me. Eh? You sent them? See, si, see, si, why? What's the matter? She was poisoned. And the only thing she had to eat for three hours before the show was one of the chocolates that you sent her. Johnny, I'm stumped. She had nothing to drink. She had nothing to eat except that chocolate. How? I can't begin to think, Lee. Wait a minute. Yeah. That glass on the floor. She collapsed and knocked it off, right? Well, that's what it looked like. Throat spray. Opera singers are always using throat sprays, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, that could be it. Uh Just a minute. Yeah, that would fit. Here's a little bag thing that they squeezed to spray the throat. So that could have been the way it was administered. Uh, Johnny, call the dresser, Miss Harmer, again, will you? So how come her husband brought the spray tonight? She always used to carry the throat spray with her in her handbag. Dead scared of getting a sore throat, you know. Yeah. Well, this evening, she forgot to bring it. She phoned her husband at home, told him where it was, and he brought it just before the curtain went up. All right. Johnny, pick up those shards of broken glass with tweezers and rush them down to the labs. I want them checked for traces of curare poison. So you were playing Pinkerton tonight. That's right. I've been singing with Maria for the past two years. How was that? Well, we sang well together, you know, and, uh, and we, uh, well, it's... Uh... Yeah, I've heard all the gossip from the stagehands. I know that you and Miss Del Fuego have been having a love affair. Oh? Huh? And you must also know that I have no motive for wanting her dead, then. On the contrary... My office works 24 hours a day, and we've checked. We know that you've decided that you now love your wife since her father died and left her 20 grand. How dare you say that? I'm interested in the facts, Mr. Marchant. Just the facts. How you live your life is your own affair. I'm not condemning. I'm commenting, that's all. Oh, yeah. I suppose I might as well admit it, I did want to end things, and she didn't. She wanted to go ahead and get a divorce, but if you ask me, it's her husband. He's the one. A real gigolo, that guy. Been living off her for years. He was the one who would have suffered if she'd got her divorce before she died. And now? Well, he stands to inherit the lot. Uh, That must be quite a bit of dough. Give me the layout again, will you? Right. Well, there are just two dressing rooms up here. Maria's and Marchin's, the stars. This is raised about half a floor above the stage level. The other dressing rooms are down below. Yeah, I get it. Hey, Lee, what about a cigarette? Couldn't you have been poisoned that way? Uh, she was a non-smoker. Did you find that out? No, you told me when you were describing the dressing room and its contents. No ashtray, no cigarettes, no lighter or matches. Besides, singers usually don't. Oh, so what's the answer? Well, seems to me that everyone hated this doll. Everyone had a reason to kill her. And a lot of them had the opportunity. 
That husband could have been him with that throat spray. You haven't heard from the labs yet? No, not yet. All right. Now, let's go over this dressing room again, now that they've removed the body. Now, tell me again, anything that looks as if it shouldn't be here? No, I don't think so. On the dressing table itself? Well, lots of jars of cream, sticks of makeup, false hair, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, just go through them in detail, will you? All that makeup jazz. Sure. Well, first, there's this... Oh. Hello? Uh, Mr. Bridges. Uh, yeah, that's right. Oh, this is police laboratories here. Those uh, pieces of glass. Yeah, what did you find? Oh, nothing. Absolutely nothing. If she was poisoned, she didn't get the poison from the throat spray. <laughs> listening to Murder Makeup. Tonight's Sounds of Darkness brought to you by Goodyear, the greatest name in rubber. Well, that seems to let out the husband. Although he would also appear to have the strongest motive. Looks like we're back on the chocolates, huh? If she ate the one and only poisoned chocolate, how the heck are we going to prove it? Yeah, I see what you mean. Besides, I... I don't like that. No, for my money, that Valero guy is no killer. Anyway, his only motive seems to be that he didn't like her. Hardly motive for murder. Yeah. Right, now, where were we? You were giving me the rundown on the makeup. Yeah, you want me to call him up? Yeah, there should be numbers on each stick. Call out what numbers she has. All right. Now, these are all open sticks. Nine, eight, fourteen... 13, 16, 20, a thin black one, two red ones, carmine and lake, powder, cream. Now, the full sticks. Well, it seems there's a full stick for every half one that she's using. That's funny. Huh? I wonder... Call that dresser again, Johnny. Okay. Miss Harmer. Uh, Miss Harmer. Was it part of your job to see that Miss Del Fuego's makeup was kept complete? Yeah, that's right. Heaven help me if I forgot. Did you forget? Tonight, for instance? No. No, I didn't. Why? It would seem that as well as one stick of each that she was using... She also had a full, unopened stick of each number. Yeah, that's that right. right. Very fussy she was about it, too. So where's the number five? Come again? The five, the number five. How come there's no half-used stick and no full stick? But there is. Well, there should be. I mean, there was last night. That I know for sure. Poison was in the makeup? Maybe. But you see, that doesn't answer all the questions, Johnny. Curari has to get into the bloodstream so it can be administered through the mouth or, as the Indians do, into the bloodstream direct. A cut from an arrow soaked in the poison. Curari in the stick of makeup wouldn't do anything. 
Oh? No, the makeup would be cleaned off again before the pores could assimilate sufficient to do any damage. And how... That's what we're doing down in the morgue. We must find out. All right, open up. Yep. All right. Now, what do you see? Oh, well, she's made up all right. Heavy makeup. Sort of yellowish color. Yeah. Cho-Cho-San was Japanese. Come again? Uh, the part she was playing in the opera tonight. Has the body been stripped? Yeah, it's just sort of wrapped in a shroud or something. All right. I've got a nice job for you, Johnny. I'm going back to the opera house. I think I know who did this. And I think I know how. You've got to make sure for me. Me? How'd I do that? You go over this corpse with a fine tooth comb. Somewhere, more than likely on the face, there must be a scratch where the poison went in. Clean the makeup off her face and have a look. Then come across to the theater and let me know. Miss Harmer, did Mr. Marchant send you out for something just before the show tonight? Why, yeah, he did. How did you know? Yeah, that figures. That's the way he did it. Uh... What happened exactly, Miss Harmer? Well, he doesn't have a dresser, you see, and he's in the dressing room next door. He was here early tonight, before Miss Del Fuego arrived. Is that usual? No. No, come to think of it, it isn't. Uh-huh. Uh, go on. Well, he asked me to slip back to his flat. He'd forgotten his wallet. He said he'd tell Miss Del Fuego, explain where I was. And by the time you got back, Maria had arrived and was nearly finished with her makeup. Is that right? That's right. Fine. Yeah, I think I have the complete picture now. Just wait for Johnny to get back from the morgue to confirm things. All right, all right, all right. Now, we aren't going to keep you very long. I know you all want to get home. But my motto in this sort of thing is clear it up right away. Now, within a very short while, I hope to have the killer. Yeah, and the rest of you will be able to go home. Right? Now, first of all, I, I must apologize for the inconvenience tonight. I'm afraid all the dressing rooms had to be sealed off and you all kept in this rather drafty green room. But you'll see the reason for that as I explain. All okay, Johnny? Yeah, Lee, and everybody's here. Right. Now, Mr. Del Fuego, huh? you were my prize suspect. Me? Yeah. But I love her, my wife. You loved her dough. Huh? If she'd gone ahead and gotten a divorce from you, you would have lost a tidy sum. But that is so ridiculous. You had the strongest motive and the opportunity. <laughs> Nonsense. Tonight, she forgot her throat spray. You could have arranged that. Huh? Taken it out from her purse and put curare into the spray. What? Yeah, first squeeze she gave and a spray of deadly atomized poison could have gone down her throat. But are you saying this? Look, I know you didn't. You oh. checked on the glass splinters for traces of poison. Thanks. And there weren't any. That lets you out. Mm. Then, Mr. Valero, you <laughs> sent her chocolate. That's right, yes. Yeah, an assortment. You might have known that the only one she wouldn't have been able to resist would have been the cherry liqueur. I didn't know that. You might have introduced the poison into only that one. 
It would have been difficult to prove that you did it. But I didn't do it. I don't tell her no lie. I don't know lie, can see, but I don't kill her. No, I, I know that. Now... And you were so honest about the whole business that I didn't really suspect you. Which leaves us two suspects. You, Miss Harmer. What? And you, Mr. Marchant. Uh, both got motives, and both of you could have done it. Now, see here. Now, this won't take long. Just bear with me, will you? Oh, very well. Fine. Right. Now I want to tell you what happened tonight. Miss Del Fuego arrived at her usual time, and she found that her dresser, Miss Harmer, wasn't there, right? You'd sent her out, Mr. Marchant. Yeah, that's right, I did. I told Maria. Yeah, quite. She finds her dresser isn't here, and you tell her that you've sent her out. Now, yours are the only two dressing rooms on this level, right, Mr. Marchant? Right. Although I can't see... Then, the... Maria Del Fuego starts to make up. Well, she's old-fashioned in this respect. She doesn't use pancake makeup. She uses the old grease paint sticks. Now, when I was going over the contents of her dressing room, it struck me as rather odd that she had no number five. Well, not everyone uses the same sticks, Mr. Masters, I no, mean. No, no, but some things you can't avoid. Like in a Japanese makeup, you would achieve this effect with number five and a yellow. Whatever that number would be, wouldn't you? Oh, well, that's what she used, yeah. Exactly. So why no number five in her dressing room? I'll tell you why. It took me some time to figure it out. The reason why there wasn't any number five is that someone made it their business to take it away. Both the stick in use and the full spare one. Well, her dresser, she had the chance. Right, yeah, I know. She's the obvious one to suspect, isn't she? You're mad. I, I didn't do it. I didn't say you did. I said you were the obvious one to suspect. The murderer hoped that if investigations did get that far, that we would suspect you. Well, but let me go on. Why would anyone want to steal two sticks of grease paint? You got any ideas, Johnny? Well, if she had to use that color, that number, then she'd have to get some more, wouldn't she? Exactly. Good boy. Now, tell us what you found on the deceased's face, will you? Sure. A deep scratch with something very sharp. A pin, maybe. I don't have to stay and listen to all this. I'm afraid you do, Mr. Marchant. You see, the murderer stole the two sticks of number five grease paint to make sure that Maria Del Fuego would have to borrow another stick. And where would she obviously borrow that stick? Why, from her next-door neighbor, of course. From the dressing room of her no longer so keen lover, you, Mr. Marchant. Why, you can't prove this. It's all just theory. Stick around, Buster. That's why I had the dressing room sealed. The proof of your guilt is in your dressing room still. It must be. You haven't had a chance to get rid of it yet. Why, you... Get him, Johnny. Get him. Okay, I got him. Fine. You better hold him there till I finish. This won't take much longer. But the how was she poisoned? I don't get it. What does all this business of the sticks of a makeup prove, huh? Our friend Marchant there at this moment has on his person or in his dressing room a stick of number five grease paint. The stick has been impregnated with curare poison. He stole Maria's sticks to make sure that she would ask him if she could borrow his. 
He lent her the stick he'd prepared, the poison stick. You gotta prove it, Bob. And that's how she was murdered. All right, Johnny. Hand him over to the boys outside. They can take him and book him. You and I had better find that stick of makeup. That's the only proof we've got. business, Lee. <laughs> What's eating you, son? You said yourself that the poison makeup wouldn't explain it. That Karari had to get into the bloodstream, not through the pores. That's right. But you yourself found the scratch where the poison got into the blood. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. That I understand. But how did Marchant know? I mean, he didn't cut her. Someone would have known if he'd scratched her or something. That's right, Johnny. Then how did he know she was going to scratch herself? Well, how did she scratch herself anyway? <laughs> you still don't know her. No. Oh. You know, I had a girlfriend who was a chorus girl once, many years ago. She told me that the real broads in the business, if they didn't like one of the other girls, had the nasty little habit of sticking pins into their makeup, way down out of sight. Yes. The girl would use the stick, it would wear down, Uh and the pin or needle would leave a very nasty scratch right down her face. Now do you get it? You mean Marchand had a stick of five impregnated with poison? And with a pin in it. When Maria used it, she scratched herself badly. She would have stopped the bleeding with a septic pencil or something. Then she would have made up over the scratch so that it wouldn't show, right? Right. That way, the poison gets into the cut and into her bloodstream. Next thing she knows, she's suddenly paralyzed and she... Dies of suffocation. And the dresser was out of the way. Marchand sent her out. That's right. Any argument about the pin, he would have had an explanation for Maria. And there was no one to overhear. Mm. She had to borrow from him, you see. He was right next door. Yeah, but, uh, motive? Like I said, his wife just inherited 20 grand. It wouldn't have looked so good if Maria had told her that Marchand was her lover. She might just have divorced him and left him without a cent. But uh, how did he get onto this in the first place? There's just as much a clue when something's missing as when it's there, Johnny. Don't forget that. Okay. And that stick of five was missing from her dressing room. That's what started me into thinking. Tonight's Sounds of Darkness, presented for your entertainment by the Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company, makers of world-famous passenger tires, truck, and tractor tires for every requirement in South Africa's farming, commerce, and industry. Join us next Friday and every Friday night at 9.30 when Goodyear will again present the blind detective Lee Masters in... The Sounds of Darkness. Thank you for joining us and enjoying our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Please remember to leave us a review and to follow us for frequent releases.